0: Hello everyone. Today is Sunday, October 23rd, 2016, here in the Philippines. My name is Tom Kuntz and this is episode 39 of my Snuckcast. Today is our daughter-in-law Kelsey's birthday, so I want to give a shout-out to her. Happy birthday, Kelsey. We love you and are grateful that you are part of our family. Well, while working out in the gym yesterday, I listened to Sister Bonnie Oscarson's talk from the Women's Session in the October 2016 General Conference. As a result, today I want to talk about perilous times. So with that, let's get started. Since the world-changing events of September 11th 2001, It feels to me like the world is descending faster and faster into chaos, contention, wickedness, apostasy, godlessness, secularism, pride, dishonesty, and hate. I opened the web version of USA Today yesterday, and here are a few of the headlines. A New Hampshire-based company that monitors and routes internet traffic was the victim of a massive attack that began at 7.10 AM Eastern time Friday morning. Amid rigged election charges, Russia wants to monitor U.S. vote. Venezuelans' plan to overthrow their president has hit a snag. What would legalized marijuana mean for California? Well, and these are only a few of the troubling news stories to grace the headlines of a single newspaper. But I'm not telling anyone listening to this podcast anything new. The nasty, divisive, and contentious presidential race in the US is really just a surrogate for the deep emotions and fears that divide today's America and, in many ways, the entire world. For example, living here in the Philippines, it has been sad to see the growing anti-American sentiment among Filipino leaders, as well as the encroaching reach of China in the South China Sea. The Brexit vote in the UK, which has created a deep chasm in European unity and where it now appears that revenge for the UK vote is masked in new policies that will make it more difficult for the UK in a post-Brexit world than it was before the European Union even existed. The refugee crisis in Syria, Iraq, and Afghanistan where good, honest, hardworking families are being forced to flee their homes in order to survive. The list of hotspots in the world is growing ever longer, and I might add, ever hotter. Truly, it seems that the 27th verse in the 10th chapter of Luke is becoming ever less relevant to the Christian nations of the world. Quote, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. End quote. I went into the Gospel Library app on my iPhone, and I did a search of General Conference since 9-11. And I found this phrase of perilous times mentioned 48 times. I think it's worth sharing just a few of them. Here are two quotes from President Hinckley uh, from the October 2001 conference given in two different talks. Quote, I need not remind you that we live in perilous times. I desire to speak concerning these times and our circumstances as members of this church, end quote. And the second quote, But wonderful as this time is, it is fraught with peril. Evil is all about us. It is attractive and tempting, and in so many cases successful. Paul declared, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, We see today all kinds of these evils, more commonly and generally than they have ever been seen before, as we have so recently been reminded by what has occurred in New York City, Washington, and Pennsylvania, of which I shall speak tomorrow morning. We live in a season when fierce men do terrible and despicable things. We live in a season of war. We live in a season of arrogance. We live in a season of wickedness, pornography, immorality. All of the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah haunt our society. Our young people have never faced a greater challenge. We have never seen more clearly the lecherous face of evil. End quote. Well, here's another one from President Hinckley in the April 2004 conference quote, Our times are fraught with peril. We hear frequently quoted the words of Paul to Timothy This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. End quote. In October 2004, Elder Cecil O. Samuelson said, quote, how grateful I am in these perilous times for the protection and guidance given to us by the sacred assurance that Jesus Christ lives today, End quote. In April 2005, from President Monson, then a counselor in the First Presidency, quote, we cannot afford to be complacent. We live in perilous times. The signs are all around us, End quote. In that same conference, Sister Susan W. Tanner, General Young Women's President, said you and i can not only survive but prevail as moroni in our efforts to stand for truth in perilous times end quote president packer in october 2008 quote we live in those perilous times which the apostle paul prophesied would come in the last days end quote and again from president packer in october 2013 quote we live in very precarious times end quote in that same October 2013 conference, Elder Adrian Ochoa added, quote, we live in the stormy, perilous days that Paul described, end quote. And a year ago in the October 2015 conference, Elder Gary E. Stevenson said, Heavenly Father's generous compensation for living in perilous times is that we also live in the fullness of times, end quote. I especially like that one. And lastly, from Sister Oscarson's talk earlier this month, quote, sisters, we live in perilous times. The conditions of our day should not be a surprise to us. They have been foretold for millennia as a warning and admonition so that we can be prepared, end quote. A few years ago, I did some research on the increasing frequency of earthquakes with a magnitude of 7.0 or greater around the world. You can see the chart itself on my blog, but here is what it says. In the 10-year period between 1901 and 1910, there were 18 of these 7.0-plus earthquakes. In the next decade, from 1911 to 1920, there were 17. And in the subsequent decades between 1921 and the year 2000, there were respectively 25, 33, 31, 31, 38, 35, 34, and 44. A gradual increase, but an increase nevertheless. However, beginning in 2001, the number of these large quakes increased significantly. So I began to look at three-year increments instead of 10-year increments. Well, from 2001 to 2003, there were 66. Now remember, in the decade, 1901 to 1910, there were 18. And even in the 1990s, from 1900 to nineteen hundred uh, to 1990 to 1999, there were only 44. But in 2001 to 2003, there were 66. From 2004 to 2006, there were 57. From 2000, 2007 to 2009, there were 71. In the years 2010 to 2012, there were 88. And from 2013 to 2015, there were more than 90. This means that in the decade beginning in 2001 through 2010, there were 218 of these destructive earthquakes. And again, remember, that compares to just 44 during the decade of the 90s. Quite an increase. Well, I think it's fair to say that indeed, we do live in perilous times. I mean, so what are we to do? Well, I thought since there have been so many church leaders address this issue over the last 15 years, I would take a look at each and every talk and try to summarize and group the most important counsel that we must heed. Now, I have to tell you, this turned out to be a much more difficult and daunting task than I thought it would be. There were 47 talks that I needed to review and then identify and classify the counsel that I found there. Well, based on that review, I found one hundred and thirty eight pieces of counsel, which I grouped into twenty eight topics. Here are my top seven. The number one topic, obedience. It occurred twelve times. The second most uh, frequently occurring topic was the coming was coming unto Christ. that occurred eleven times. Making and keeping covenants occurred eleven times. Having the Holy Ghost active in our lives, nine times. Teaching our children the gospel, eight times. Studying the scriptures, seven times. Having a strong and stable family by doing things like having family home evening, seven times. How enlightening this turned out to be for me. I mean, there was other counsel as well that I feel uh, is worth a mention. Things like achieving personal peace, repenting of our sins, paying a full tithing, getting out of debt and sharing the gospel with others. For those of you interested, I've posted all 138 topics and their categorizations on my blog at snuckmott, that's Tom Koontz backwards, snuckmott.wordpress.com. Okay, one more tidbit of information. In the 1970s, there were 16 talks given in conference which included the phrase, perilous times. In the 1980s, that dropped down to four. In the 1990s, it went back up to ten. Well, what do you think happened after the turn of the century as earthquakes and other natural disasters begin to increase? Well, from 2000 to 2009, there were a whopping 33 talks with that phrase. And since 2010, there have been an additional 15. This means that in the last 16 years, there has been a 60% increase over the previous 30 years. Now, that's definitely data that we simply cannot ignore. To those of you who are listening, I want to reaffirm with my own testimony that we indeed do live in perilous times. The moment of indecision and complacency is simply gone. The wickedness of the world is increasing exponentially. It is time to burn the summer cottage in Babylon and to put both hands on the temple. May we all rise up and awaken and press forward with firmness in Christ that we might be worthy to build Zion as we ultimately prepare for his second coming. That concludes episode 39. Thank you for listening. Since beginning work on this episode and this topic, I have felt such a sense of urgency. May we all feel that same sense of urgency as my hope and my prayer. Until next week, keep the faith.